Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. On today's episode of the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast, we have a special guest. We've got Lily Robinson, who is originally from New York. As an architect, interior designer, author, artist, and design educator living in San Diego, California. She received a Bachelor of Science in Design and AMP Environmental Analysis from Cornell University, Master of Architecture from Parsons School of Design, and Doctor of Education in Training and Learning at University of California, San Diego. Lily is the current president of the American Society of Interior Designers for the San Diego chapter. She is an adjunct professor at San Diego Mesa College and has just completed her third textbook, Interior Design Research Methods, published by Fairchild Books, a division of Bloomsbury Publishing in New York. She co-authored Research Inspired Design in 2010 and wrote Research-Based Programming for Interior Design, released in February 2020. Since 2012, Lily is also a member of ANFA, Academy of Neuroscience for Architecture, and since its inception in 2020, a member of ACE, ANFA Center for Education, a group of architects and neuroscientists interested in promoting new ways of teaching and evaluating architecture by incorporating the findings of psychology, sociology and biology into design for the built environment. In her professional practice, Lily specializes in residential remodels, additions and ADUs, accessory dwelling unit, which incorporate California residential code, research informed design practices and feng shui principles. I'm so excited to have Lily on. I met her at an ASID event with Sharon Williams and she was just a beautiful breath of fresh air and I knew I needed to connect with her um, to get reestablished with ASID, the American Society of Interior Designers. I hope you enjoy this beautiful episode with Lily. We have so many things in common just in the energy world with Feng Shui, we even read tarot cards. I hope you enjoy this episode and get a lot of value from it. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. 
I am your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello, welcome back to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. I'm super excited because I have Lily Robinson on with us today. She is an architect and the ASID San Diego chapter president for 2022 to 2023. Welcome, Lily. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, Rachel. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So I always start off my episodes by lighting a candle just to set the intention of connection and creativity and to kind of just anchor us into the space. Uh, it's really intentional about our time and energy. So I'm lighting a beautiful beeswax candle for us. And then I'm going to pull an oracle card. Oh, I wish I could smell the beeswax candle. Oh my gosh. The beeswax is like, it's, you know what it's like. It's just delicious. I know what it's like. (laughs) Just like want to rub it all over my hands and soak it in. So I've got um, the Radiant Crystal card deck and actually an interior designer, Harry Schneck, designed the cards. So I always like using her cards. So let's, uh, what's the card? Picture Jasper. And this is compassion, nurturing, and relaxation. And I could use some relaxation. <laughs> yeah, this is all root chakra, which I've really been feeling. Just talking to a lot of like my mentees and everyone that's in my space, I feel like everyone's kind of, you know, floating around. So having this beautiful foundation to reconnect. And the affirmation is I'm clear in my vision and future goals. So tapping Very into good. that and picture Jasper, you know, it has the look of different things and it'd be a fun stone to just read into and see what images come to light and how you interpret those things. So, yeah. So Lily, I, um, I, I always ask, you know, what is home? What's home for you at the moment? And I know it, it evolves and changes. And I'm just curious where you are at this, at this point in your life. What does home stand for? That's pretty profound. Um, So to me, so I'm a practicing Buddhist Mm -hmm. and um, a Japanese form of Buddhism. And there's a concept called Esho Funi, which is translates literally to, but not to. And um, it means that there's a oneness between self and environment and inseparability between ourselves and our environment. And I would say that home is where I feel most myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could be at home. I'm home with my husband. I'm home in my work environment, which is part of my home. So um, that's where I feel. That's what, that's how I define home. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. And I I wanted to bring you on because one, I wanted to get to know you. I saw you at the Sharon Williams event with Dow Tile and it was you know, the event talking about the trends for this coming year and the color, color stories. Mix. Yeah, the color mix. And actually, I, Ro Jelly, um, her episode is, I think, just on just before yours. So we will have listened to oh, Ro Jelly nice. talking. I love yeah. Ro. <laughs> I know, she's amazing. Talking about, you know, the the stories. So it was it's kind of like one of those things where I got to connect with you on a different way. I didn't actually speak to you, but your energy was there and I was like oh you know this is there were 290 is... people there yeah it was it a was lot <laughs> it was fantastic but, and, and yeah we were in the warehouse and Dow Tile warehouse and 
it was it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, you know, this just you just brought like this fresh air to ASID. And we were talking about this earlier, how, you know, I was and I'm, I'm going to resign up. That is what I'm doing this month for sure. But I, I was part of it for such a long time for probably 11 or 12 years. And then I kind of wasn't really motivated or inspired. And then I kind of snuck out and, and just have this new way about it. And so I'm really intrigued and interested and just talking to you today, we even sparked that even more. So it was just like, I really need to talk to you about what's going on because it just seemed like there's more events and you guys are so much more engaged. And, you know, all even all the young people and the students were super, you know, excited. And that to me is, is fantastic. I love students. I love people that are coming into the industry brand new with fresh eyes that aren't jaded and have new perspectives. And so that was well, part yeah, of- I come from an education background. So that's why I really connect with students and my goals um, to be on the board. I wasn't even planning on being president, but um, as president, I have four goals. <laughs> and one is to um, raise students to be professionals. So I really feel like students are our future. The youth have so much to offer. And if we lose them, it's not to our benefit, you know? So mm-hmm. I really want to include students um, or anyone who's curious about yeah. interior design and, and design, you know, in general. And then I really want to inspire professionals like yourself to be leaders. I think it's important. I, I even think at the beginning of every class at Mesa College, I ask, um, is anyone considering being the mayor? Because I always think that the mayor of a city should be an architect or a designer. They're so, they're responsible for really how the city is shaped and formed. And um, so I always say, you know, I think you, should, you guys should be the mayor. Um, and then my, my third goal is to showcase what designers do. So that people are aware or even like designers are aware of what other designers do. So networking, social interaction, learning from each other. We all have expertise in so many different areas and we can learn from each other. And, you know, that's my idea of a partnership. A partnership is, is not, what do I get out of it? But a partnership is, is it more valuable for me to be with you than not with you? And so that's how I keep judging, you know, all my memberships, you know, in any organization that I belong to. Um, Can I achieve more aligning myself with this organization and their goals and their values and, you know, creating value? That's basically that part of the goal. And then the last goal, the fourth goal is to educate the public about Mm. good design, because I feel like the public, those of us who are not blessed with being creative and designers yeah. and forward thinkers and realizing what's possible, you know, they might be stuck and I want to help them optimize their lives. That's Absolutely. really my goal as a designer. So those are my four goals. And this, and so this podcast and you and your business model really um, aligns with my goals. Yay. So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, yeah, fantastic. I love that you stated your goals. I think that's really important. And, you know, when, when we talk and even in the design coven at the beginning of every month, it's there is an intention setting um, meeting to, to really outline, OK, what are our goals? Let's speak them out loud. And if we don't, you know, 
accomplish them, okay, but at least we are setting those up so that we can hold each other accountable and see each other get All successful businesses, all successful businesses are based on strategic plans that really incorporate their values. And mm-hmm. um, and I think good business companies should go back and review those every so often and make sure they're, yes. you know, benefiting everyone. <laughs> yes. And we do have a vision, uh, mission values workshop that they can repurchase and, and go through. We had Chantal from Crystal Clear um, Creative come on and and walk us through all the exercises. And, and that's also part of the design coven is having these sort of steps and foundations to get us there, you know, at any stage that we are in our business. It's so important because, you know, those are the filters that pass through in order for us to say yes or no to something It keeps us in that alignment. So we're not just all over the place, like chasing after a million things and then becoming burnt out. And so very important. Lots of business stuff kind of inter- interweaved into all of that space. So um, I wanted to talk to you too. I wanted to know what your origin story is. How did you get into design? Like, what does that look like? I'm always fascinated by people's stories and how they got to where they are. And um, so I'd love for you to kind of share your story and and design and how you got here. Okay. How much time have you got? (laughs) No, I think I was blessed with a, a childhood in which I was really aware, I guess. Yeah. Very early on of the importance of design. I mean, I can remember being four years old. Um, my parents took me to Montreal. I don't know if you've ever seen the um, Expo. It was uh, Expo 67 and uh, all the architecture and um, all these buildings really inspired me. I mean, there was wow. there was just from all around the world. And I remember that. And I also remember um, visiting Frank Lloyd Wright house and having them explain, you know, at five years old, and then at six years old, they took me to Menlo Park, uh, Thomas Edison's lab, you know, workshop and laboratory. Oh my gosh. And there I made the connection between invention and the buildings because his library and his, just all of the materials he kept around him in order to find the right filament for oh the, you know, the, the electric light bulb. And, um, I just realized, you know, I want to live like that, yeah. surrounded by knowledge and information and materials. I, I call them art supplies. And yes. it's funny how much almost anything can be an art supply. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, I was very influenced by Charles and Ray Ames. I mean, I just thought their relationship was my relationship goals to live, you know, good design every single day and joyfully. And, you know, whether they were making videos or books or models or toys or um, there were so many stories of how innovative they were and furniture of course and architecture and you know Ray Ames was a graphic designer who was incredibly incredibly important to our and and of course through a thread throughout my life because I was born a woman is to find women mentors find women architects and I I can name on one hand how many women architects there are in San Diego that I know. Oh my and I just wish it was more. But that's why I'm in ASID because that tends to have more women in it. Not mm-hmm. that I'm exclusive. Right. Like, but that's changing. And then I went to, um, so then I went to Cornell undergraduate where I, I got a Bachelor of Science in Design. So I come at it from a science perspective, like human factors. Yeah. And and then um, 
I went to Parsons School of Design for my uh, Master's of Architecture. That's where I learned the value of artistic creativity. Um, it was very, it was a struggle for me coming from a science background to then be um, having to, well, I, w I went to school during, uh, from 1993 to 1996, the okay. height of deconstructivism. So all the rules were out the window. Oh my God. And I struggled with that. But I've come to integrate the artistic perspective in, into my work. And then I, um, and then I taught for a long time, uh, full time. And then I was so interested in the idea of teaching design that I got a doctorate from wow. UCSD in education. And my uh, dissertation was on um, what people learn on guided tours, architecture tours. Um, and I focused on the Salk Institute, which I gave tours yeah. there for 17 years. Oh my and gosh. also comparing and contrasting it with our downtown San Diego library by um, Quigley. So that's my story. <laughs> I mean, there's so more that's kind of like a, an outline. It's but, an outline. Um, and so you're today. Yeah. And so you're currently practicing architecture and design. Yes. And what, um, um, what would you say is your kind of like your, your niche or what do you really specialize in and what do you practice? So when I was in New York, I specialized in institutional projects like schools and healthcare environments like psychiatric centers. Mm -hmm. I designed a NICU, a neonatal intensive oh, care unit yeah. at Metropolitan Hospital. That was one of my first projects out of, out oh of college. Gosh. But then I actually, unfortunately, uh, was designing prisons, which I then at that point is when I went back to wow. school for architecture because I, I didn't want to do that. So after I got my architecture degree, um, I worked for a, a man named Peter Wormser who passed away a um, last year, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And we did really, really fun, creative tenant improvements like MTV networks, executive oh offices, gosh. and um, the Guggenheim Museum Soho, and wow. a, lo a lot of interesting, cool, creative projects. And then started my interest in residential design because we did whole houses and apartment okay. renovations. So when I came out to California in 2004, full-time in California, 2004, I really wanted to do my interest lay in residential. Mm -hmm. After all of my experience, I decided that the home is really the place we spend the most amount of time. Right. So I, I decided that's what I was wanted to do. And, and when I decided that was what I wanted to do, and I'm, I'm, I'm a one man band. Like I do everything. Oh I do gosh. the yeah. consultations. I do the as builds. I measure everything myself. I know all the codes. And I submit for permits. I respond to the city. Wow. And I hand you, uh, uh, I don't actually pull the permit. That would be a GC, which yeah. hopefully use my GC, which I recommend. I specialize now in ADUs. Uh, since 2016, the idea of, you know, the idea of a second yeah. unit on a, yeah. on a property is, has never, has always been there, like a duplex or a granny right. flat. But then in 2016, when the state bulletin 10, 1069 really crystallized what an ADU was, an accessory dwelling unit, and the benefits of it, that's what I now specialize in. Is um, yeah. I mean, I do whole house remodels, additions. Um, I love kitchen design mm -hmm. and, you know, you know where people where people sleep and where they yep. have ideas and where they cook and where they eat. I mean, those are my favorite places to design 
like the flow of space and how to optimize each individual family or yeah. person within a family. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's what I specialize in now, ADUs. Amazing. And then you also do a little bit of feng shui, yeah? Well, okay, so... <laughs> um, uh, not a I little bit. I don't know if I'm supposed to um, say that, but... <laughs> so yeah, no, um, it's interesting because there's two aspects of design. There's the, the right brain and the left brain, say. Mm -hmm. There's the wisdom, the intuit, intuition, creativity, yep. um, compassion, belief system that we bring. And then there's the technical, which is constantly changing, by the way, skills yep. and codes and regulations and trends and guidelines. And then there's, you know, the, you know what should be done, what typically is done. Those two are constantly I'm balancing them. That's why. Yeah. And so ASID is the technical part, you know, professional interior design. But there is another way of looking at design. And I don't think it competes with the professional professionalism. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it adds to it. And you know, those are time tested understandings of manipulation of energy. Yeah. Which is really what we're doing as designers Absolutely. through materials, you know, or through, you know, my favorite architect, Lou Kahn said, architecture is the thoughtful making of space. Mm -hmm. And I would say the thoughtfulness, you know, you have the wisdom and then you have the technical. So it's yeah. thoughtfulness is the, is the key. But I would go one step beyond and not say that it's just manipulation of space, but I would say it's the thoughtful manipulation of energy or the mm -hmm. thoughtful guiding of energy for the benefit of the occupants, yeah. um, whoever they may be. So um, I forgot your question. Oh, no, I was just asking how you got into the space. And then we I said you, you practice a little bit. Oh, you asked me about feng shui. So <laughs> yeah. I have read many books about feng shui and there are many types of feng shui. In fact, there's many different cultural practices yep. and man manipulation of energy in the space. So there's Vastu and there's, you know, Native American Four Directions and Wiccan calling on the Four Directions. And so there's a lot of different ideas about uh, space and energy and how we, how we craft it through materials. So yeah. I always do a feng shui analysis and I, um, and there's different types of feng shui analyses, right? So there's yeah. the absolute compass direction or the numerology part, which um, I'm not as interested in it because I come from a city, because I come from New York yeah. City, where a lot of the pre-existing site is previously constructed by man. So we're not like maybe back, you know, 3,000, 5,000 years yeah. ago, we had mostly nature and a little bit of man-made, but now we have in cities, mostly man-made and a little bit of nature. Um, so I tend to do a relational feng shui, which is the black hat sect or yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, and uh, so relational, using a bagua yeah. and the idea of how you enter a space, uh, how the energy moves mm -hmm. and how it exits. Mm -hmm. uh, that's I, I do a feng shui analysis regardless on every single project I've ever done. Uh but I only reveal it to the client if they seem interested. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. I, I, I always I just find it so fascinating that you're also doing these things. And, it, and a lot of times, you know, we do these things, even myself, when I'm, you know, designing, I've always got these feng shui principles in the back of my head. And how is the energy gonna flow? How is this gonna support them? What are the materials that we're gonna incorporate into this space? And yeah, it's, it's really cool.
And I also wanted to ask you a little bit about the history of ASID and like, how did that come about? And, you know, and, and of course, you know, where you guys are going, but I would love to just share with so many people. Cause I think, you know, people kind of know about it, but not really. And I would also like to get a nice little refresh on it because like I said, sure. I'm, I'm intrigued to come back. And, um, so I'd love for you to share, you know, where did it come from? What's it all about? And what do you guys do? Sure. Yes. So ASID is, uh, it stands for American Society of Interior Designers. And it's the oldest uh, interior design professional organization in this country. I think in 1975, it was American Interior Designers merged with National Society of Interior Designers and became ASID. Um, this is within my lifetime. So it's... Uh, happened within my lifetime but I only became aware of it during undergraduate when my one of my professors Paul Eshelman told me he was taking the NCIDQ oh, and yeah. I was like what's an NCIDQ and he goes oh it's a professional it's the National Council for Interior Design Qualifications and so it's an exam that you pass and so in probably in the 80s like 86 uh, 85 86 he took the exam and passed it and I've, I was always intrigued by it. And so to become a full member of ASID, uh, to use the appellation ASID, you need to pass this NCIDQ. Um, but we welcome members who are not technically professional designers and you can be a, an allied ASID mm -hmm. or a student member ASID, or you can be an industry partner. Um, that means you provide products or services that support interior design. Well, then I became a student member um, in 1987. I was a member through probably 2007, but then I stopped being a member for a little while because I was teaching full-time and they didn't have an educator's discount. Um, and because I wasn't being a professional full-time, I chose to relinquish my membership for a period of time which I kind of regret looking back, but yeah. um, but I was involved every so often because ASID does welcome you back once you say, hey, um, I, I've decided, you know, a lot yeah. of times we'll have a baby or they yeah. move away or something. And so it precludes them or, you know, they're sick or something. So they just don't, or they retire. So there's different seasons in a person's life mm -hmm. when they want to be a member. And so they all, ASID always welcomed me back. And so I was on panels and I wrote for the newsletter and I participated in their spruce up program and their kitchen tour program. And, and then it was really after the pandemic yeah. that I realized here I am alone in my office, you know, working and I missed the camaraderie and the connection with other interior designers and people who just shared my passion. And yeah. I reached out and there was virtual conferences and virtual meetings and I got hooked back in. And, mm. and now that we're opening up post pandemic, I'm so happy to lead this group to be in person and to really rekindle that connection. Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. I would love to to talk about because I've just been noticing like I follow you guys on Instagram. I see you guys are active. Right. You have a lot of different things happening. Um, can you share with us some of these events that you guys put on and what somebody can look forward to if they were to join? Sure. Well, firstly, I would say if you have an idea 
I want to hear about it and I want to make it happen. I'm open to ideas. So of course my board and I have planned, you know, activities that we think are valuable. Um, in January, we're planning a designer expo type of thing where designers can have a table and showcase what they do um, in order to network with other designers so you can build a team of consultants. For example, I can do the permitting process. So if you have a design that you need someone to put it through the city, I can do that for you. I can also, you know, advise you in other matters. So, so that might be something that be, would be valuable to you, but somebody else might be um, an expert in feng shui or an expert in soft goods or mm. an expert in color or uh, furniture. And so we're inviting members to have tables and awesome. we haven't decided on a fee structure yet, but yeah. we're open to ideas. As a member, you do get access um, free and discounted to uh, all of our events. And do you guys do that monthly so or how's the, the calendar? We have a chapter meeting every month, a okay. chapter meeting every month, which happens on the third Wednesday of the month, 530 to 730. Okay. They're a combination of networking, socializing, interaction, CEUs, which are continuing education units and, uh, you know, informative events. Yeah. So that's once a month. And then we have programs above and beyond that, such as the kitchen and bath tour that we're planning on with a partnership, partnership with NKBA San oh, Diego okay. chapter. So we're Very going to cool. partner with NKBA National Kitchen and Bath Association, and we're going to have a home tour, an in-person tour, a kitchen tour, and that's going to happen either April or May. Okay. Um, and designers are welcome to sign up to be on that tour that call for designer participation will will go out soon. We have a spruce up program where we offer uh, design services to the public for a donation. Wow. And um, it's a great way for clients to meet a designer with just no no fear or no yeah. obligation. Yeah. And in fact, Spruce Up, we have uh, Marlene Carroll was the, the first, the founder of this, um, this program. She's on, on the committee now helping us prepare for the next How one. Cool. Um, yeah. So it's really great to have people who know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also have a friend of, we have a, a health, wellness and sustainability committee led by the president elect, Jen Beckley Sides. She has a wellness weekend planned for members. Amazing. Uh, I can't give away any more secrets. Of course, of course. I mean, <laughs> I will let her speak about that. Yeah. Um, we have an emerging professionals council headed by Arnaz Kambada, who's our director of programming. And so she is encouraging new members. Mm -hmm. um, we have an IP expo in April. Wow, you guys have a lot. Yeah, it's like planning a wedding every month. Yeah. <laughs> in February. We're planning to do a soft goods workshop, like um, a, a drapery, learning yeah. about sewing yeah. and drapery and stitch studio in oh, LeMaitre. Yeah. We did one with Linda. Yeah, we had a design coven um, outing with her. She was one of our first ones. She's fantastic. <laughs> oh, you ha so then I wish you were on the committee to help us plan it because when I met her, that's all I could think about is I wanted to do a hands-on workshop where we yeah. actually sew something. So oh, how fun. 
he's she signed on for February. So perfect. I love it. Yeah, she's she's super fun and, and fantastic. But yeah, we did a tour of, of her studio, which you know I use them for all my soft goods. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, so I will definitely be reaching out and connecting on all of those things. And we'll we're happy, you know, on the Design Coven to share all those events too, so we can cross promote all the things that you guys are doing. Thank you. So fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So yeah, I do urge all of your listeners to follow ASID San Diego on Instagram Perfect. and to fo- and to see our website, which is casd.asid.org. So California San Diego asid.org. We're going to be updating that website as our calendar is finalized. Yay! Amazing. And we'll have all those links in the show notes. So if you weren't able to catch all of that. Um, you can just go in and, and click the link along with um, Lily's website and all of her information there as well. And I always ask, you know, before we leave, what are you currently doing to kind of keep you grounded, to keep you centered and mindful at this moment? <sighs> well, I just got back from Thanksgiving break where my yeah. husband and I went to Sonoma and we were just surrounded by you know, beautiful countryside and wineries and good food and people. So I'm just um, still basking in the glow of that break. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Food, people, beautiful atmosphere, nature. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing the excitement of what's happening with ASID. And, you know, like I said, you're fresh energy coming in and switching things up and and getting it fun again because <laughs> we definitely need it well you know i think the pandemic had a lot to do with it. i don't know i want to keep the rich tradition of asid yeah. and i want to honor all the people who came before me because they were all mentors of mine so i don't i just want to make everything better <laughs> that's yeah. my whole goal so if I can add value that's to any situation. Yeah. Well, you're doing it. And thank you, Rachel. Thank you yeah. for reaching out. I of mean, course. I think this <laughs> podcast is, is pretty unique, and I'm, I'm really glad to be a part of it. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry, Blake Ferris, for all of her special help with the podcast, our social media posts, newsletter, and lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.